Hey everyone, welcome back to another week of Film House. It's a little crazy here today, ain't it, James? It, it is very crazy, Adam. It's incredibly crazy. It's nuts. We're going to tell you why it's crazy. But first, let me let you know that this show is brought to you by two fine sponsors. Technically, three. We got Feels. You can become a member. Get 50% off your first order. And Manscaped. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code FILMHOUSE20 at manscaped.com. We'll be hearing more from them later. And then also, the top of the show is sponsored by ExpressVPN. We don't need to get into that. Let's talk about why the show's crazy today Why, well uh, i can give you one reason it's crazy give me that one reason i'm not wearing any sleeves that's nuts i mean that's yeah. is it getting I, well, I, it's too hot i mean no it's fine it's okay. perfectly fine um i have been holding down the fort in terms of treating working from home like a professional environment one of the few who wore jeans when it was appropriate, mm -hmm. uh, always always dressed my best, none of this sweatpants, or I think John Smith the other day just had a robe on or something like that. Yeah, no, none of smoking that. jacket. I've been dressing very professionally. Okay. But we got these new hula house shirts, and they're really soft. Hmm. And I put it on this morning, and I said, you know what, I'm going to wear this all day. Yeah. So I'm wearing it. That's I, the only reason, though. I, I, put my, I put mine on yesterday as like, like a larf. Like, just like, mm -hmm. I'm going to put this, because Jess wanted me to go to, the, go to the hospital and pick up some meds for her, unrelated. Uh, but then I was like, I'm going to wear this all day. It's pretty good. This isn't, we weren't really going to talk about merch, but buy our new, our new thing. This is a show where we talk yeah. about the, the movie industry, all the, all the, okay. the, the movers and shakers, everything's going on. And typically mm -hmm. we have like four or 10 people on this show. Um, oh my gosh. Sometimes up to, yeah, up to 10, up to 10 guests and, on this show. And as you know, because Filmhouse has just exploded in the last couple of mm -hmm. years, we mm -hmm. all those people are out in the field right now being yep. safe, uh, but getting the scoops yep. for you. So it's just James and yep. I today um, yep. delivering those hot stories for you. While uh -huh. I think I think Jacob's underneath, he's inside of um, George Lucas's motorized wheelchair. He doesn't. He yeah, can yeah. walk. He chooses. He's Lucas Ranch. Yeah. Yeah. So he's in there getting all those stories. So. Um, yeah, it's just gonna be James and I today, just just giving you all the headlines and uh, talking about whatever the hell we want to. And if you're okay yeah. with that, stick around because it's gonna be a good show. No, they left. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they left. They're well, gone. <laughs> well, uh, right now via uh, Pony Express, I just received a letter from Jacob, and yeah. he wanted me to know that this hot story just came in, an exclusive, not from us. Okay, straight from Jacob. Yep, but it's straight from the the Jacob's mouth. Uh, that that little hot show that you've been watching, The Mandalorian. I mean, um, I haven't watched it for months. Okay, yeah. I mean, yep. Well, no, I mean, you watch it once and you then you watch it again because Song mm -hmm. of the South is still not on Disney Plus. Yeah, they, there's a lot of gargoyles. When Disney Plus first came out, I was like, I'm gonna. Then when people talk about not enough stuff, there's plenty of stuff here. Gargoyles, and then I was like, <laughs> I was like, Just, oh. Jess asked me that she goes, should we watch Clone Wars? And I'm like, I don't know if we have time, but yes, <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. And, uh -huh. uh, and then, oh, uh, fun fact. I learned this from a defunct land video, which is a, tell me they, they do a, a fraction of the film house views, but we want to give them a little shout out. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but I learned, learned a little something, a quick shout out. The ride splash mountain apparently got the uh -huh. name because Michael Eisner is a psychopath 
Yeah, and yeah. he wanted the name Splash in there to promote yep. the hit film Splash, which now Disney is yes. censoring on their own platform. I could have Disney told you Plus. that. I'm pretty sure I ranted about that in a GTA once. You, anytime we go on Splash Mountain, you have so many rants about Song yeah. of the South and it's, the well, it's Michael one Eisner. rant that that spans the length of the ride. It's one rant. <laughs> my my um, one so. rant for that ride is when you see the chickens at the end singing their little uh-huh. song. I go, did you know? Yeah. They stripped <laughs> the skin off of one of those and <laughs> threw it on Star Tours. Yeah, and then you got yeah. you guys go. You guys are. I can't hear you up here. The song's too loud. Well, yeah. what we normally do is. God, don't they realize how cold this is? They get you <laughs> wet, and then they put you in the coldest room in all of Disney World or Disneyland, depending on where you're at. Well, it's going to yeah. be hard for me though. Every time you know, in the far off future, whenever these mm-hmm. theme parks open up and we go on that ride. I'm only going to think about uh, Daryl Hannah's censored asshole. Yeah. 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 There's going to be plexiglass between Daryl, the Daryl <laughs> Hannah animatronic that's been added to Splash Mountain. <laughs> I don't. What are we talking about? Well, What's so we're talking on? about the Mandalorian, but I oh. want to talk about Splash a little bit more. But we'll, <laughs> okay. we'll come back to that. Okay. <laughs> so this is, this is interesting. There was a little, uh, this is big Mandalorian spoiler, maybe. Uh, it's weird that they did this in a news story, but there's some speculation in that one episode. I think it's called the gunslinger or something. And there's that dead person, that, that one woman who everyone loves. And then you hear like spurs, you're like, Oh, Boba Fett had spurs and they're on tattooing. So maybe it's Boba Fett. And then we didn't find anything out because the show ended. Wait, hold on. So it's the episode where he stops and he leaves, he leaves the baby Yoda with Amy Sedaris yeah, and, and then, then he, he kills, and that. then he goes out, and then you're you're all ever the whole time you're going, this guy, who's this actor? He sucks. Mm-hmm. And then you find out he's the son of someone else, really important or something like that. You, and then blowing uh, my mind right now because I forgot all those details. Yeah, yeah. And then they go out together, and you're like, he's gonna betray him, and then mm-hmm. he betrays him, and then that was the point where everyone was like, kind of on the fence about whether or not the show was good. And then it pulled it pulled us back of the rest of the season. That episode, there's That's like a the sniper, one. right? There's yeah, a sniper. So there's like yeah. a, a post credit scene or something where, uh, like a a mysterious shadow looms over mm-hmm. her. And it, either way, they they okay. already spoiled it and they they put out a, a press release because that's how they do. It. And they said, "Good news, Boba Fett's back, and it's gonna be played by the guy who played Jango Fett." Which I'm like, I guess that's one way you could double dip. Right. Why can't it be played by the guy with the mustache from the BTS shot in Return of the Jedi or whatever? Uh, probably because he died of colon cancer in 1989 or something. Uh, it was also a, a lawn mowing accident. They just he also has some real like controversial thoughts on things. Mm-hmm. Mo- so, he, so they basically announced number one, Boba Fett's going to be in the show and number two. He it make he has to be played by the guy that they said is a he is a clone of. Right, it's Aquaman's okay. dad, but got it. But now he's an older, wiser Jango Fett, also known mm-hmm. as Boba Fett, the guy who uh, got hit by a blind man and was knocked into a, a pit that's technically a stomach, mm-hmm. and was able to crawl out in some yep. fashion, which. This is this is being helmed by the guy who did the Clone Wars cartoon, that thing I talked about earlier that I haven't seen. Uh, uh-huh. But apparently, there's a really good arc in there with that. Uh, why am I blinking on his name? Darth Maul. Oh and yeah, so, yeah. So it's a uh, Filoni, I believe, is his name. He's like, hey, look, 
I'm the guy who said, I'm going to fix all of George Lucas's problems. Mm -hmm. Didn't he give him spider legs? I think he had spider legs for like a little bit. Didn't he create the Darth Maul spider? He got, he had a Darth Maul, he, he was a spider. Yeah. And then they fixed it and they gave him normal legs. And then he was, he was voiced by Starkiller for a little bit. You met him. He did your makeup. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sam Whitwer. Yeah. Yeah. That's him. I I saw him once at a habit. Yeah. I mean, we're saying things that are true, but none of it makes any sense. So it's fine. It's Boba Fett's coming back. He's back to the show and he's being played by the original clone. He was Django in episode two. And who is also Aquaman's dad, I believe. He, he is most recently known as Aquaman's dad. That's going to yeah. end up in IMDb trivia somewhere. Mm-hmm. I don't know where. How do you, uh, before I climb onto Space Mountain, how do you feel about this? I'm cool Sorry, with it. Splash Mountain. I, I, I saw, you call Space Mountain. It, mm-hmm. They called it Space Mountain because Splash was coming out. And yeah, yep. Michael Eisner said, I want people to think of Daryl Hannah's perfect pucker when they're, <laughs> yeah. when they're when they're coming out of this ride the you know what hole. i said the the most famous the well he sounds he sounds real he sounds more gruffer but he is he's more he new yorker you know, yeah the most the most iconic image in the world is mickey's ears but once i'm done with it it's gonna be daryl hannah's cheeks <laughs> he said if you can find the video we're talking about we'll talk about my thoughts mandalorian in a sec but you need to find this video of Michael Eisner at the opening of Star Tours and George Lucas is there and Michael Eisner could not give two fucks about what a Star Wars is, what a mm-hmm. lightsaber does. And it, it's personified when he goes, get out here, our D2DO. He just see George Lucas die a little bit because he goes, uh-huh. this, this guy beat me up in high school and yeah. now I'm richer now than he he'll ever your be. Ass. <laughs> but... He can still mock me because he yeah. thinks my he thinks my robot names are stupid and he can't yeah. remember them because all he cares about is Daryl Hannah's sweet, perfect cheeks. Anyway, I'm her splash mountain. Yeah. For for years we were supposed to get some sort of Boba Fett story. Was it Josh Trank was supposed to make that movie? But mm-hmm. then he kept yelling at everyone on Twitter, so they said no, and then they made this Mandalorian mm-hmm. show instead, which I thought was the better angle because when you really break it down, Boba Fett looks cool. The, mm-hmm. the more he does, the less cool he becomes. Yep. I agree. So I was like, yeah, maybe, maybe we don't do it. But because of what everyone says about Senor cowboy hat wearing Filoni and the way he, he did Darth Maul justice. I mm-hmm. am curious to see what he does. And I think getting the actor who played Django Fett's a good first step. So I'm, mm-hmm. I I wait with bated breath, if yep. that's how you say it, because I'm ready to debate you uh-huh, okay. into. Th- do you yeah. know what bated breath means? <laughs> um, I have an idea. So, Michael Eisner wrote about it in his book. Uh, I think it was called "Get Shit Done." <laughs> oh, got it, got it. Yeah, um, it's a good book. So here's my thing. Yeah, I don't need more shit tied to the small pin prick sized universe of star wars Mm -hmm. it starts with a galaxy a galaxy far far away which is like 30 miles long and it's the smallest fucking galaxy 
<laughs> in all of sci-fi. It blows my mind. And the thing is, it seemed like for a while, the extended universe stuff, you know, books and comics and stuff were like, eh, let's just treat it like a playground. You know, like there's maybe kind of a political system at play and we kind of know the social hierarchy of things and the value system and that there's this through line of this magical mystical force that can influence things and is kind of everywhere and nowhere all at the same time. But ever since Disney has really gotten its grubby hands on everything and I'm not even, I don't even like care. I don't get, it's not the corporate. I don't think that's, it's just the architects of this series cannot drag themselves away from the most basic star wars shit and it's driving me crazy well that's why the I was first, like, the, it's the perfect thing though right because it's a blockbuster with name recognition but that's why you gotta you gotta throw you gotta throw those things out there so people go oh got it like that's i remember palpatine yeah He's back well i mean that's a good i mean that's a good example because it's like you have the brand just call it call it star wars and as long as there's some sort of conflict and it happens in this galaxy, you're good. And But it seems like they think Star Wars means adjacent to Luke Skywalker mm-hmm. or something. Like, you know, how well, cl- you th- can only be X number of degrees away from Luke Skywalker. I I just don't. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. I I think that's that's more is most evident by where they go. Well, it's the Skywalker trilogy. And mm-hmm. you go, I don't. Yeah. I don't think it was ever the Skywalker. Tri- well, okay, I guess I guess maybe that that is a a common character because you keep shoehorning it in there. Mm-hmm. Um, in these, these except last at this point, movies. it's it's not a it's not a trilogy. What's a, there's it's, it's qual- nine of them. Nine yeah. of them are the Skywalker thing, and we've ne- and then even the ones that aren't part of that nine are all exactly tied to the nine. Mm-hmm. Like, but we're done. Rogue now. One, we're done. Rogue One could have been about anything. They could have made a movie about anything, but they made one that ties directly into A New Hope, Which, right? It is it is handicapped by the way A New Hope has to begin, so they have to basically screw up their own ending for that movie to just make it fit, right? And so, and then it's like, well, what about Solo? What one one character removed from mm-hmm. all of that, you know? Mm-hmm. And then that one also ends with Darth Maul in it, <laughs> like. He, we can't he does. escape. Yeah. But that, yeah, that's a throwback within a throwback. Is it at some point they went, I don't know if people are going to buy that. This guy is uh, Han Solo. He, he mm-hmm. kind of looks like, like if, if he was at Comic-Con and that mm-hmm. guy showed up and I went, Oh, that's yeah. a pretty good, that's a pretty good costume. And he, if he went, you know, I'm Han Solo in the movie, I go, no, you're not. That's, yeah. that's Harry. That's Indiana Jones. He's well, Han Solo. It sucks. It sucks because I thought he was he was okay. The dude who played Han Solo didn't distract me. I got used to it. I got used to it after about oh, yeah. I'm five, not bad, ten minutes no. of that movie. Yeah. But imagine if you had taken an actor who's so charismatic and good that he can actually be like you can buy him as Harrison Ford or Han Solo, and then give him a new role. That he can then develop the same way Harrison Ford developed Han Solo in the first place. Mm-hmm. And now you have two characters. Okay. You can sell the Han Solo figure and the other guy figure. Okay, but what do we call this movie? Because we need to make a billion dollars off of it to make our money back from George Lucas. Like, do we call it not solo? Well, no, that's the best part. You call it Star Wars. And then anything after that that you want to. 
Okay. <laughs> That's the beauty but, of it. Well, there's a lot of dumb names out there like Dash Rendar or Kyle Katorn. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's a ton of dumb names, so we, which people uh, were able to come up with before it was decided that Star Wars just meant Luke Skywalker. But, well, okay. I guess in to that point, the Mandalorian is not called Star Wars a Mandalorian story or mm-hmm. the other way around, right? Yeah. I mean, maybe there's a Star Wars logo on there, but it, it's mostly Mandalorian. Yeah. That's which that's is a, which is cool. It was an appealing yeah. aspect to the to the show when I first saw the trailers and all this. And you're like, oh, thank God, finally, they're willing to take a step away. But it appears that even though the first season to my to my non in the business meetings of Disney Plus and everything like that, even though the first season appeared to be a success so much so that they want to make another one. The vibe is, oh, well, we must then still tie it back to what people already know. What can just, they do? It boggles my mind. What can they do for James Willems to make Boba mm-hmm. Fett interesting in the show that is sort of, uh, I mean, it doesn't exactly do all the tropes. It, it kind of subverts expectations a little bit. I mean, there, there's mm-hmm. some some tropey elements in there, but what what do you think they can do? Do you think he's just going to be super cool badass, or do you think he's like the tired soldier and he wants nothing to do with this life anymore, or he just wants to be a father clone? You, I mean, you already basically said that the ev- Boba Fett is the more you see of Boba Fett, the less you think Boba Fett is cool. I think that I think that stands absolutely true. I don't know what they can do. I do know that based off the Dragon Ball Z logic of villains. Mm-hmm. Once people like a villain because they're charismatic and cool or mysterious or whatever, the creative reaction is to make that villain a hero again. So that way they can, because now they've won. It's heels and faces, right? It's the heel, heel turn, yeah. the face turn, all this stuff. That's yeah. how it goes. So my guess is that he probably won't be just some cool thing antagonist, you know, voiceless you know emotionless antagonist they are going to probably make him some become some sort of mentor for uh for uh mando and all this like i don't know it's it's still i don't think that what they could come up with will be cooler than boba fett just standing in the background during (laughs) empire strikes back (laughs) like i i I I know how this season ends, and I can tell you right now, because I've mm. seen the leak script. Jacob is okay. he's at Skywalker uh, mm. Zoom call right yeah. now. He's he's hacked in. That's okay. how good he is. This is illegal. This is yeah. super illegal. But he got it. So, uh, it's they're on Camino, the water okay. planet, and right. uh, Boba Fett's on his surfboard. And, okay, all right. Okay, I'm coming Man- back. You're getting Man- me back. Mando, Mando comes with the rebels and they're standing on the shore and they're like, you got to come in. He goes, nope, mm-hmm. going to catch yeah. that perfect wave. And then it's kind of unclear whether he dies or not. Okay. Um, I mean, it's pretty much assumed that he he does die, yes. Right. But he now he uh-huh. dies on his own terms, yeah. surfing that sweet wave on his home planet. Except, yeah. I mean, maybe he was, I think he was born there. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. But either way, they're still using tennis balls and they have to look at their. (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, that... I, listen, I'll watch it. <laughs> I'll watch it. I just will still complain about it to people that don't care about my opinions. That's fine. I, yeah, so... I, I, I think, uh, yeah, I'm, I have no opinions on the matter other than if you were going to write yourself into this corner... Mm-hmm. I, I guess this is probably the best way you could do it because now you're gonna you're gonna make the Star Wars fans happy by including, I I, I guess a fan favorite it's character. Just, the idea of making the Star Wars fans happy is is the impossible. That's like saying right. like this is gonna be the last time I shoot up heroin. <laughs> no, <laughs> you're gonna do it and it's gonna feel good. You're gonna be like, oh wow, this feels really good, and then you're gonna come down way harder than you ever were before, and it's gonna be completely thankless. <laughs> so. <laughs> You're, you're pleasing probably, Star Wars fans is shooting up heroin. There, you're not I wrong. I mean, it, yeah, it's. I think it was, it was Red Letter Media said it the best when they were talking about. I think they were talking about Rogue One. They said it's it's frosting, or you know, it's your dessert without the meal. Mm-hmm. You're just it's good. You enjoy it, but mm-hmm. you feel kind of like shit afterwards. I and do. some I people mean, love Rogue One, though. I yeah, I liked it some more love the it. more I saw it. But that's that's Stockholm syndrome. So yeah, I was yeah. like, I really am enjoying this from the comfort of my own home, watching it in ten minute chunks while I'm doing something else. That's yeah, there's there's not a good. That's sign. the thing about some Star Wars right now is sometimes it feels like, man, this would be really cool if it wasn't Star Wars. <laughs> like, like <laughs> that's like that's like how I kind of felt about Rogue One. I was like, oh man, this would be a really cool movie about this ragtag group getting together doing yeah. some space shit and a, a robot that's more charismatic than all the humans on screen like oh, this is pretty cool is when it goes star wars and it's reminding you that it's star wars by d- creating cg replicas of people you would have never thought to care about <laughs> seeing a cg replica of poorly and doing all that's like i don't know like that's it's not well star I, wars I didn't, is weird i didn't mean to talk about star wars this much i was actually i was planning on you know kind of pulling back a little bit but i think we had a good discussion mostly due yeah. to the splash mountain integration so yeah. <laughs> i i hope hope you're enjoying that disney um one last little bit of star wars news i'm getting from jacob uh from deep mm-hmm. within the the lucas compound okay. uh they they added katie sackoff who will be playing bo katan in the mm-hmm. live action mandalorian but that's that because a, she is the voice She's the voice actor mm-hmm. for the Clone Wars character, right? Or Rebels, but I'm I'm Star guessing Star Wars Rebels. I, I think it's Clone yeah. Wars. You're uh, once again. I need. There's I so know. much. But okay, so this is similar to the the Boba Fett thing. They're like, all right, well, we we already got an actor assigned to this role, so we might as well just use that actor, right? Yeah, they. I think they did this, That's and cool. then they're doing the other one with um, uh, the 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 girl from Kids and um, Daredevil. Um, uh, I'm blanking on her name. Uh, Rosario Rosario Dawson. Oh, oh, oh. She's playing yeah, yeah. the uh, the Twi'lek everyone loves. Once again, I I feel I apologize to Star Wars fans who are no, I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, no, no. You, I I understand you're mad, but I'll never live yeah, up yeah. to your expectations because yeah, you're, you're like no. Listen, Boba Fett Ye- has a it's got a a really cool backstory. I'm like cool, but then uh, that was in the movie. I don't know anything about this character, Bo-Katan. Um, and she's great. But it does appear that Mandalorian is with this casting and inclusion of this character tying itself ever more to the wicked spider web of pre-existing Star Wars shit. 
Um, I will say that my favorite thing about this casting is, do you remember the good old days when voice actors were just voice actors and they didn't have to be movie stars or television? Like they didn't have to be a famous person. They just had to be a great voice actor. Pre-Shark Tale. Pre-Toy yeah, yeah, pre Toy Story. I think Toy Story is the first. It like really broke everything. And like Tom I, Hanks. <laughs> I mean, I, I was more of a Tim Allen fan when I was yeah seven or whenever that movie came out. I said, "Mom, uh, Tim the Toolman Taylor's in this movie," and then she slapped mm. me. And said, <laughs> "She said we're a we're a Bo yeah. Peep family here. Yeah, we're we're an Al house. <laughs> um, no one likes Al. Um, but uh, but yeah, so." It's interesting because the way it used to go, you know, 20, 25 years ago when voice actors were just the best voice actors um, and not other actors mm-hmm. um, that they would be like, all right, well, let's get a real actor, quote unquote, to play the person in the live action because this voice actor couldn't possibly do it or pull it off. Right. But now that we're on the flip side and we're going from things that are first animated or whatever and then repurposed into real things, they, they're again, they're like, well, what? why wouldn't we use Katie? We must. Yeah. <laughs> like voice actors from the 90s are like, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, God damn it. We just can't win. Yeah. Um, well, they're like, but- I've. I've spent my life perfecting this craft and they replaced me because uh, Mm -hmm. they said no one will care and they were right. And I mean, I guess one of the biggest tragedies of this industry is voice actors kill themselves (laughs) to do this Mm -hmm. amazing job and perfect their craft. They go, well, you're not Will Smith. So get out. Mm -hmm. Um, Or they not only did other actors, other film and television actors come in and then take the voice acting gigs. Um, but now that some of those properties are reverting back, there's now they're getting to they're double dipping in a lot of cases, not blaming Katie at all. Um, I, cause I, obviously she originated this role and, and everything like that. I just think it's funny when you think about the grand scheme of things. I got invited to this thing, um, by Josh Flanagan, friend of the show. Mm. Mm-hmm. Not friend in real life. No. Just, just of the show. Like no. it it stops there. I tell mm-hmm. him that when we hang out. I say, you're a friend of the show. Now hand yeah, me another beer. It. And then mm-hmm. and that's it. Uh, no, good friend Josh Flanagan. He invited Jess and I out to this thing where he did this like, um, it was like a veterans meetup sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But he was like, hey, there's all these Battlestar Galactica people showing up. And it's one of, Jess and I, like, that was one of our favorite shows. We bonded over that thing. We, we it, it's it's a show near and dear to us. But I mm-hmm. realized when we got there, it was uh, Katie Sackhoff and I forget his name, James Callis, I believe. But realizing, I'm like, these guys were awesome in the show. Now they're both, like, voice actors because mm-hmm. he's in the uh, Castlevania show. Mm-hmm. He's Al Ucard, I believe, maybe. Am I getting that right? Mm-hmm. I, I think he's Al Ucard. Yeah. If... I don't want to blow your mind here, but it's Dracula backwards. Oh yeah. Oh, I, I, I told him I that now. I, yeah, I told yeah, him yeah. that and he kept yeah. walking away uh-huh. and I, until I finally cornered him and he's got meaty hands. I, I will say mm-hmm. that. Um, yeah, very nice, nice actors, but uh, Katie Sackhoff was also very nice. And I said, I was unaware you're a voice actor let me tell you some thoughts on Dracula. And if you spell, and she oh, kept walking. God. Oh God. Oh it my was, gosh. It was, how long it, were you at this meetup for hours? 
three, four hours. Three, four hours. Wow. It was good. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I pulled the, uh, I think one of them tried to pull the, uh, the fire, the fire, uh, alarm, fire alarm. Yeah. To get out. And I yeah. said, I just put yeah. it back up and said, no, no, no. <laughs> and then you scrape, you said false alarm, false mm-hmm. alarm. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's everyone who is not important has left already. Now uh-huh. we can talk. I, yeah. I didn't want to do one of those things where you, you humble brag. And you're like, I met these. What is your, what's your, what's your point? You say you met these people. Is, yeah. Is point, what's the, what is this related to anything? I didn't Just that know. You met Katie Sackoff and it bothered I her. Know. I didn't know how short they were in real life. <laughs> okay. Isn't that crazy? Every time you yeah. meet someone and then they're either the height you didn't think they were or the height mm-hmm. you thought they were. And yeah, that that is just so amazing to me that people can be different yeah. Uh, heights. Yeah, yeah, that's. And I, I think true. that's good point. Yeah, and I think Katie Sackoff is tall enough to be a voice actor. I think she can reach the mic. Oh, that's nice. Uh, they can. I think they can adjust it. They can lower it. But yeah, I, I had the know. same thing with uh, Selma Hayek when I when I uh, no quotations met and hung out with Selma. Hayek. <laughs> why did you Why did you say it? Like you had because I think that. I people thought I was gonna say with quotation marks met and that I was going to that I was going to downplay my interaction with her, uh-huh. but I I am not going to do that. Okay, I'm. I think it meant it was a very meaningful moment for both of us. Well, so I think it, as I stated at the beginning of the show, it's very important mm-hmm. to let everyone know how connected we are to this industry. Mm-hmm. James accidentally yeah. got into an elevator once with Selma Hayek. I went to a, a thing I had no business being at mm-hmm. and met people who will continue to do things better than what I'm known for. And that's why we're, mm-hmm. we're really connected. And that's why I want to let you know that we're sponsored by feels. Hey there, film house listening and possibly viewing audience. You experience stress. Maybe you have anxiety or chronic pain or have trouble sleeping at least once a week, or you're like me all the time because your job is stressful for some reason, even though you really enjoy it. Maybe you're just constantly worried about all the people judging you when you say words that aren't so good. Point taken. So question is, what is Feels? Feels is a premium CBD that is delivered to your doorstep. It basically is a natural stress, anxiety, and pain reliever that also helps with sleeplessness. One thing I've talked about a lot, I have a strange issue where I just fidget at night and I need help just having a body relaxation and CBD definitely helps for me. Everyone's different, obviously, so you gotta figure out your dosage. And if you have any questions about using CBD, there is a help support line that Feels offers. It is a hotline that can help you guide you through your own personal experience, because once again, this is you trying to help yourself out with any of these issues, so take care of yourself. Now, for me personally, one of the things I really like about CBD is that there's no hangover, something that happens a lot with over-the-counter prescription drugs or something that gives you kind of more of a heady high. This is just a very natural oil that typically gives me just a very nice, relaxed feeling, and it helps me go to sleep. And there's no addiction, which is something that's very important. Uh, Also, there's a membership program. So if you join the Feels community, you get Feels delivered directly to your door every month, and you'll save money on every order, and you can pause or cancel anytime. So for our listeners and viewers, become a member today by going to feels.com slash filmhouse, and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That is F-E-A-L-S dot com slash filmhouse to become a member and get 50% off 
automatically taken off your first order with free shipping. That's feels.com slash filmhouse. Thank you, Feels. All right, thank you, Feels. And we're back. Well, that's that's it for um, all the Disney news. Just kidding. Mm-hmm. I only have Disney news because... Well, when, Disney owns everything, right? So yeah, I might as well just call this Earth news okay. because this is news happening on Earth. Black Widow got moved to October. That's okay. it. That's the whole it was story. Supposed to come, it was supposed to be out now. It was supposed to be out, right? It yeah. was supposed to kick off the summer. Right. Elise it always was... talks about how she gets a Marvel movie for her birthday, but she didn't get one this year, right? No, so. she had to rewatch uh, Incredible Hulk and Iron Man 2. Back to oh. back. Oh my gosh. I know. What a double feature. Where's I that? Know, she had, it was a great time. <laughs> Man, you're like, this, I mean, this is somewhat related hey, you're to watching it, you're going, You're watching it going, Edward Norton should have been the Hulk. <laughs> gosh, just, could you imagine him and Chris Hemsworth palling around? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and all the drama happening behind the set. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. That's what that's Edward what I Norton want. Want to take a crack at the script? <laughs> I so <laughs> like, I got some ideas about this Thanos character. Yeah, like, you're not in this one. Get, I just don't away. think uh, Jeff Goldblum's right for the role. Mm-hmm. Edward, please, just <laughs> please. How did you get this number? Please stop. <laughs> well, you, you uh-huh. ever see those those MCU movies where it, it could be staged? I don't know, but they're so happy together. I mean, partly because they're oh, all like the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. 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 They're, they're probably, yeah. you know, they're having a great time. They, they mm-hmm. could be total ass bags about it, but every BTS, you know, it's the Russo brothers who look like they've aged 35 years in, yeah. Oh, yeah, in yeah. less than five because they've made yeah, the, yeah. they're like, they're like, Hey, you're pretty good at community and you're pretty good at rest development. Would you like the biggest movie of all time? Uh, well, there are yeah. two of us. Yeah, yeah. So, so I guess we well, could do that. But they're think, on set. They're on set all day, every day. Well, so they're, yeah, they're doing when, every part of it, right? When when uh, Chris Hemsworth sees that the call time for Thor is is five thirty a.m. and he goes, "Oh shit!" and but then a PA runs over and goes, "No, no, 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 that's that's for this," and then holds up basically one of those. Uh, the dummies that they've they're testing at Disney to for the Spider-Man ride, right? right. They're, they're like, no, yeah. no, no. We're gonna be shooting with this to as a as a CG placeholder for you for the first eight hours. You don't have to be on set until around five p.m. We'll only need you for about f- fifteen minutes to say to mm. say Thor likey, <laughs> and then and then it's back to your trailer. So like, don't 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 let the call sheet worry you. We're gonna be using that dummy. And he goes, oh, thank goodness. Yeah, yeah. He goes, cool, cool, cool. I'm gonna go uh, yeah, yeah. lift weights and make more children. Make a, make a vine with Chris Pratt because <laughs> mm-hmm. we're gonna nothing, have the time of our life. But I, I I like to think in the alternate reality where Edward Norton got on set and everyone looks miserable. Yeah, and there's just there's just like it's like. Edward Norton's like pulling his eyes like, you know, when I uh, when I did Birdman, I'm like, fuck off. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no one cares. It's like, yeah, funny story about Fight Club. Uh, you know, uh, Fincher, Fincher didn't want me. Uh, he said uh-huh. I was an asshole. What yeah. do you think about that? And Mark Ruffalo's <laughs> so like. So I gave him a black eye. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why he, Mark, uh, Ruffalo, oh, Mark Ruffalo would be his understudy. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's like, in case anything happens to me tell my story but not but cast someone who looks better than you and he's just like who's who's the who's the guy who played we're gonna get back to this black widow 
moving. There's not really much to say other that than that moved to October. But I got another story uh, after that. I like I like the whole how much fun everyone's having during the BTS, and you see them, and they they all look like pretty comfortable. Like you know, yeah. uh, Robert Downey Jr. is just kind of wearing like a bodysuit. And because of CG and stuff like that. And, right, right. Yeah, um, the, the suit he's wearing Benedict, costs $35, but the CGI yeah. that is laid upon him is about $15 million. The Benedict Cumberbatch is in like, ro- looks like pretty comfy robes and everything like that. I and, and Chris Pratt's just in a pair of designer jeans and a comfy leather jacket and soft shirt. Everything's just so comfortable. Everyone, everyone on that set is so comfortable. And then I think, I like thinking about... Um, Oh shit! What's his face? He played uh, C-3PO. Oh, um, Anthony Daniels. Anthony Daniels stepping into his costume for the first time, and then the, the plastic breaking and then embedding itself in his ankle <laughs> and his boot filling with blood. <laughs> and then they in, go, the middle, action. in the middle of a desert. <laughs> and then you show they, you show him that you, you go back in time, and, and he's his boots filling with blood. It's slosh, his toes are sloshing around in his own blood. And then you show him the video of like all of them hanging out in that green screen set, air conditioned green screen set, making Vine videos with each other. Yeah, and then, and then he's it. like, he's like Kenny, this is hard, isn't it? And he's like, Kenny he realizes Kenny Baker's passed out because <laughs> because no one do we. Even even need someone in there it's just shaking around <laughs> well, like, is there anybody like, i just hate dwarfs i just hate them oh, i hate them so God. much i gotta i gotta put him in this hot can fill him in the desert hope he fucking dies yeah this makes my life fucking miserable like george we oh. we have a remote control that works like no Put yeah, in the little no, no, guy. No. I hate him. Yeah, we could we could attach wires to it. It would not be a problem. It's gonna move the exact same way. His hands weird no, me no, no. out. Burn it. If there if I can't hear muffled screams coming from inside that R two D two shithole box, I don't want it. I don't you, know part of it. You take the water out. <laughs> yeah, take the water out of the robot. I <sighs> I want I want to hear him screaming. Mm-hmm. God, everyone on sets dying. It's just yeah. it's just it's just. Kenny and George screaming at each other back and forth. And then one by one, you go to each of them. You take a little phone. They don't know what a phone is, but they're going to appreciate it. And you have the video of Iron Man 2 when Scarlett Johansson comes walking out with her ass in the tights. And all the directors. And and turns around and the whole whole crew is standing again. Air-conditioned set. Everyone's super comfortable just looking at her butt. Yeah. And they go, this, this, so you're working on this. And then well, it, just so you know, in the future, other people that do exactly what you do are going to be working on that. Well, then, and then on top of that, it goes, well, you see, Tatooine is a desert planet. So we need to go shoot in the middle of death itself. Hard mm-hmm. cut to them on the streets of New York. And they're like, oh my God, how'd you guys shoot New York? That's so crazy. Like, it's Georgia. We can yeah, do yeah, whatever we want. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's in the, it's like behind someone's house. Who cares? In like, in, in tw- 2011, someone realized that Georgia looks exactly like New York City. <laughs> it's like identical, and no one realized it. It was after the 15th Medea movie. They're like, mm-hmm. they're like mm-hmm. how did it's that in phone booth? Like how did how did they shoot in New York? That's crazy. And they said mm-hmm. they didn't. They, they blew didn't. they blew your mind. And then uh, mm. Tom Holland does a backflip and. Everyone's like clapping. <laughs> that's so mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, yeah. That's that's really cool. So yeah, Black Widow's coming out in October. Um, All right. Well, I'm so ready for it. I did you watch my, Extraction? 
Stri- no, was that good? The the Chris Hemsworth movie. It's a so I did. It's a Russo. The Russo brothers wrote it, um, mm. which I didn't realize. I started it, was watching it, and I was like, "This is cool. Who made this?" And uh, so the Russo brothers uh, wrote it, and they wrote it for the stunt coordinator for the Avengers movies, okay. Infinity so War th- and Endgame. Th- this is like their John Wick then. Kind of. And then he, they. this is his directorial debut. So the stunt guy, lead stunt coordinator, directed this movie. It's it's really cool. It's really yeah. fun. And then you, when you think about that stuff, you're like, ah, oh, Chris Hemsworth is like, I'll do it. <laughs> you know, like, and um, and the Russo brothers like, we'll write it. We'll take a Netflix deal and we'll write it for you. And then you can make this movie. It's pretty cool. Um, but uh, I had some other point that I wanted to make about that. Well, I'm looking at his IMDb right now, and it's it's like him, this guy whose name is Sam Hargrave, who mm-hmm. just looks like a like a male model. Yeah, it's he's like beautiful. it's like it's like him and the writer of Sicario, where it's like it's like yeah, I could have been just modeling underwear, but I decided to make movies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. That's yeah. cool. That's your craft. Is it, so the movie is worth checking out or not? Yeah, yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's an action movie, one hundred percent action movie. Like, it probably doesn't have a script so much as it has storyboards. But it's it's got some really cool, visceral, well shot action in it. And again, I had a point that oh oh, this is it. it um, uh, what's his face? Uh, no, the guy from Stranger Things, Day Har- Day Harbor, Dave Harbor. Hel- oh new, yeah, Hellboy. new Hellboy. Yeah, new Hellboy. He's yep. in it. Okay. And he's like this kind of like past his prime, um, what would you say, mercenary merc type guy or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I was like, why do I feel like I've seen him do this before? And I realized it's because that's it's similar. He's not Russian, but it's similar to the character that he's supposed to portray in Black Widow. Right. And I was like, oh, this is a primer for him at that, and he was great. So oh. um, well, you, you can connect yeah. all the dots there because in Stranger Things he. It supposedly ends up in Russia. Yeah. So um, add that to your IMDb trivia, you psychopaths, mm-hmm. where you connect unrelated shows and movies to each other. Where you go yep. like, did you know that in Knives Out, it stars a James Bond and Captain America? <laughs> you go, you're like, okay. you're like, yes, sometimes actors, I mean, sure. actors play other people sometimes. Mm-hmm. Not all the time, but, you know. And it's directed by a Star War. Yeah. Uh-huh. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. It's someone going like, I don't, just, how can they all be together? I don't understand. It, mm-hmm. and, and Daniel Craig sounds different. Is he allowed? Is that legal? Is he allowed to do that? <laughs> I don't, I don't know. It's so crazy. No. All right. Your final fucking Disney story for this, this week, Hamilton, mm. the biggest musical of all time next to cats. Which oh, is true. It's true. Yep. It's made it's made like seventy five million dollars this month in uh, CD sales. It's uh it's coming to Disney Plus um fifteen months early. Right, early was it supposed to be something? Yeah, it wasn't supposed to come out. It was like twenty twenty one. Okay, and yeah, because musicals like rarely is it now. Is this an adaptation? This is going to be an adaptation, or is it just a filming of the Broadway show? I believe Bob Iger shot this on his iPhone 6S in 2016. Okay, half of that it. is a joke. The other half is real. It's actually a recording from 2016 with the original cast, uh-huh. which is 
as far as I can tell, Lynn Manuel Miranda and yep. that one guy who kind of just randomly started popping up and stuff, uh, okay. like like that HBO biking documentary. Hmm. That's that's it. I didn't know okay. he he came from that, but he's there. Well, now you know. Yeah, now you know. So uh, look forward to that coming out um, soon, pretty soon, something like that. Uh huh. Yeah. There's a date on here. I had it. I had the note so, written down, then I deleted it because I was like, I can wait. I, just July third. I, I don't know. How, I have mixed feelings about this. Why? Because um, because he, from our friend of the show, Josh Flanagan has seen Hamilton like five times. Um, and so, again, you know, people much, will accuse us. How much Hamilton tickets are right now? That's probably like, and he's bought tickets for others. He's probably spent well over $2,000 on Hamilton. Jesus. Um, and again, just a reminder, people may accuse us as being liberal coastal elites, but Josh Flanagan is from Texas. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen Hamilton. Adam, have you seen Hamilton? No, I, I just learned that it's a musical. It's canceled right now. There's a lot of canceled. Shows. Well, so that I was going to say this starting a while ago, it's been out for a long time. Hamilton's Hamilton. Yeah. Pretty, pretty old in this, in the scale of media, mm-hmm. I guess, young in the scale of Broadway. But, um, I was like, Oh, it's coming to LA. I want to see it. This is, I think the second or third time it's come to LA. And I was like, I want to see it. So I managed to get into a lottery to buy tickets. I bought tickets to go see Hamilton. At least now we're going to go see Hamilton. That was going to be in March. <laughs> and so obviously stuff started happening beginning of March. And right. I said to Lise, I don't think we're going to get to see Hamilton. And sure, surely it was canceled. Mm-hmm. And they said, that's okay. We're going to refund your tickets and then feel free to buy tickets for a later date. And I said, I said, well, you know what? I'm going to do it. I, I, I still want to see Hamilton. Um, and so I was like, I'm just going to shoot my shot way down the line. Let's go end of August, mm. end of August. I'm going to buy some tickets. That's months away. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, I was like, I was like, if this gets canceled, we'll have way bigger things to worry about. I just got an right. email earlier this week that that is 100% canceled. <laughs> um, and I don't know when the show's coming back. So I it's it's shame because I really like the idea of going to see theater like live in person. Mm-hmm. Um, every time I do, I feel like I am am satiated by it more than if I had just put it on a you know vod or whatever like it, that. It's an experience, um, right? Like yeah, it, it's an experience. You know, seeing, seeing Yanni in concert is mm-hmm. not the same as just seeing it on a Best Buy display TV on a yeah. Sunday afternoon. It's not the same. Yeah. Yeah, so like when Ham, this this whole thing has basically caused me to go, well, I got time, I got time. They never, it takes forever to make these Broadway musicals readily available because they make so much money on Josh Flanagan when they mm-hmm. tour. Yeah, that, um, that's like $10,000 a year they're missing out on by releasing this on their piece of crap streaming platform that only uh-huh. has The Mandalorian and a censored version of splash yeah. and nothing that shows anything related to the song of the South. It's history. Yeah. People look it up. Yeah. Well, but now it's a race. Now the race is on. Now there is one coming. And so I have oh, to yeah. constantly be thinking about that. And so okay. am I going to get to see it live? Because if I, if, 
it's the show's canceled up to the point that this is released on Disney Plus. I'm sorry, I tried. I'm gonna watch. I'm gonna watch it on the streaming service. July, you have till July third. So, well, of twenty of next year. Okay, hot take. Josh yeah. Flanagan knows the entire cast of Battlestar Galactica. What if he gets them to reenact mm-hmm. Hamilton for you? Did you uh, hang up? Are you there? Hello. No, I'm not going to do. I, I, I mean, the problem is since he's a friend of the show, technically it's the show that has his number to contact him. Um, <laughs> yeah. so. We can only call him if it's related to something we're filming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's a good point. Well, I, I salute you for trying and also for not burying your head in the sand, but then I guess also something worth saying or something worth noting. If Josh is going to see Hamilton 18 times in a year, mm-hmm. you could probably go see it again later, right? That's you could, you could see it on your $5 a month stream. Will I want, I mean, will I want, I, I wanted to see it in the, under the conditions to which it should be seen, which would be live. Right. Um, but you can't so, do that. You, know, you, you won't, you won't get that for at least a year. And that's yeah. that's the pill you have to swallow right now. So it's that, yeah. Or you watch Les Miserables again, uh huh. But the uh, yeah. the the Liam Neeson one, not this. Oh wow, not this the new one without garbage. the singing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The book Man. one. Is that the book one? Yeah, I don't think there's any singing in it. No, that's the Victor Hugo version. Yeah, not the. Yeah, not the one with all the singing. A uh, little little known fact about Adam Kovic. Please add this to my Wikipedia page. Uh, Les Miserables was the first musical I ever saw. What'd you think? That was pretty good. I was a kid. I didn't know any better. I want to see Phantom of the mm-hmm. Opera because I thought he was Batman. <laughs> He's like wrong Batman. He put his cowl, his mask and cowl on wrong. Well, my, my mom. Sideways. I mean, my mom called me out for it. And she was like, we're going to go see this musical. And I'm like, no, I was going to, I was like, you know, maybe 12 or something. And mm-hmm. I want to see fan of the opera. She goes, he's not Batman. Uh-huh. And, I went, <laughs> I went, and I went and nodded my, oh, oh, gotcha. And then yeah. uh, I ended up seeing Phantom of Paradise, which is much better. That's the okay. one, uh, that's the one Daft Punk has like based their entire careers off of. Pretty cool movie. Mm, I highly recommend checking it out. It's weird. All right. All right. This, this is the movie podcast. I'm letting you know. We, we have our finger on the pulse we, of everything that's hot. And right now that's Phantom of the Paradise. Phantom of everything we've said is movie related in mm-hmm. some way. And for the 62 of you who have decided to stick around this long, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, we're going to talk about some something. We're going to get a little off topic here for a second. But before we do that, I want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by our fine sponsor, Manscaped. Flowers are blooming and the grass is growing and it's time to mow your lawn. Thanks to our sponsor, Manscaped, you can trim the hedges below the belt safely and efficiently. I am talking about your balls, of course, and using a ball trimmer with Manscaped, who is here to make sure your balls are smooth and smelling nice. After all, it is time for some spring cleaning. Now, I'm not exactly what you'd call a hairy guy, but parts of me that you don't see are the ones that keep me up at night because, well, you know, I see it. And thanks to Manscaped, I can walk out of the shower with confidence when I confront that perfectly trim man in the mirror. Come at me. So Manscaped is the only men's brand dedicated to below the waist grooming. They have forever changed the grooming game with their perfect package 3.0. Precision engineer tools for your family jewels. These rhymes, they don't stop a coming. We need a rap album to get this thing kicked off. I'm 
terrible. I ruined that one. The Perfect Package 3.0 kit comes with the Essential Lawnmower 3.0 waterproof cordless body trimmer and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your manscaping routine. This third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to prevent manscaping accidents. Please join the millions of balls that are about to become nick free thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin safe technology. I have tried this for myself. It works. It's got a little flashlight on there if you need to do it in the dark. I'm not here to judge, just saying if that's your situation, it's there for you. Inside the perfect package, you'll also find the Manscaped Crop Preserver. It's an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. I know you're thinking, out of sight, out of mind, but please wipe your undercarriage. Your future self will thank you. And as our treat, you'll find the Crop Reviver, which will keep your balls smelling fresh, just like spring flowers. So subscribe to the perfect package and get a new replacement blade refill for your lawnmower trimmer delivered to your door every three months making sure your trimmer always stays hygienic and clean. You get 20% off plus free shipping with our code FILMHOUSE20 by going to manscaped.com. And also for a limited time, subscribers will get two free gifts. That's gonna be the Shed Travel Bag, it's a $39 value add-on, and the patented high-performance anti-chafing Manscaped Boxer Briefs. Also in a pair of those, they, feel, they fit really nice. They feel good, snug on your bum. Uh, this is the perfect package for your perfect package. So do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for the right job. So to get 20% off and free shipping, use our code filmhouse20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use our code filmhouse20. It's spring cleaning, everybody. Your balls will thank you when you take care of them. Back to the show. Thank you, Manscaped. All right, James, we did mm -hmm. it. We, man, we went through that entire That's swamp. the news. Oh my God. That's the news. This is why we normally do bracketed, objective <laughs> bracketed discussions and not, and not movie news. I feel, I just, I feel just like too much of it. I feel like we're different people now. Like mm -hmm. we, Disney is just dominating our lives. They're, yep. they're everywhere. I love them. Yep. But like you said, it's crack, it's heroin. I can't yeah, yeah. get it out of my body. I don't know what to do. So, I wanted to ask you some questions related okay. to James things. Okay. You love Mortal Kombat. I do like like the 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 brand Mortal Kombat. Base I mean yeah, I, I guess mean, it's I like what it's isn't cool. what isn't Mortal Kombat at this point? It was a live show at one mm -hmm. point as John yep. Smith educated us on earlier today. It's yep. a it's a movie property, it's a video game property, it was a cartoon. It is. It's a banging musical album with some KMFDM it, on there. Like, crossover with DC, so technically all of the DC universe is Mortal Kombat as it, well. It, it's a juggernaut that started yeah. fifty-two years ago and mm -hmm. hasn't stopped. Um, but this question, I I think I bring up to basically everyone I meet for the first time, and I've never really asked you. But is the mm -hmm. first Mortal Kombat movie actually good? Because I remember it being good but I don't know. I, I watched it not too long ago, like a matter of months ago. And I'm going to say, yes, it is good with the caveat that it's a little chunky. If that makes sense. Like okay. it's not, it's not smooth. Like there's definitely moments where while you're watching it, you're like, Ooh, that's a, we hit a pothole there. 
Mm-hmm. Um, not a plot hole, a pothole. Like, and I don't know how to describe it better than when you're watching something and you're into it and then something happens, someone says something or does something or the movie shifts in a certain direction, the plot goes in a certain way and you're like, oh, that was not smooth as silk. Mm-hmm. That was pretty rough right there or, you know, something like that. The, the first it has thing that, a lot of that for sure. Well, the first thing that comes to my mind when I'm, I'm just trying to think of the movie like scene by scene Mm-hmm. There's the part where Johnny Cage is they're like, You're it's over, Johnny. Like mm-hmm. you're done. But did you know there's this tournament you should go to? And then he goes, You're right, I should go. And then Shang uh-huh. Sung transforms from his agent into Shang Sung, but they cut out the mm-hmm. part where like a grip goes, You just transform? That was pretty <laughs> yeah. cool. <laughs> why yeah, yeah. why didn't you wait to get back to your boat to do that? Other than yeah. to show us the audience. But you as a kid you accept it and it's fine. No. Because, yeah. Those things are, yeah, yeah, those things are pretty seamless. So what are you talking about? What's, what's the pothole that I'm missing here? Cause for, I remember being a pretty tight movie. It's a tight, it, it's, it's definitely fast. The, one of the things, and this is kind of the same way I feel about Jurassic park. where like the one watch through. You're like, yeah. But then when you watch it again, you're like, wait. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the biggest thing is what the, what the fuck is the tournament? It doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. from any any standpoint whatsoever. So it appears it's not a tournament by any means. Mm-hmm. There's no bracket or ranking or so, anything. Sometimes there's not even a viewing audience. It just happens in a a bamboo forest and the, then the in yeah. a hell in a hellscape. The best logic that I'm able to decipher, because the movie doesn't explain how the tournament works, only that if Earthrealm wins, that Earthrealm has lost for the last nine tournaments, and if if they lose again, then Outworld is able to invade Earth, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Shao Kahn can send his armies into Earth. And so so there's, there's that, which is standard Mortal Kombat lore. But the best I can infer is that there are teams. And so there, so it's not a bracketed style tournament where one person is trying to become the champion. It's just a bunch of fights that happen. And then Shang Tsung keeps count in his head (laughs) as to which team won more fights because they have, they're like, all right, let the tournament begin. Luke Kang, you're going to fight this guy from WMAC Masters who's part cat. And then he beats him. And I guess the implication is that guy is an outworld dude, but he just looks like a guy. Right. And then he beats him and Shang Tsung takes his soul. Okay. All right. Round one done. But then Sonya fights Kano. Kano's definitely from Earth. So what's he... He, they're just he just Shang Tsung's just having them fight because he wants them to fight. <laughs> well, is there and, is there also then, a, a conflict of interest here too? Because Shang Tsung's keeping score in his his little Tamagotchi or whatever, mm-hmm. and yeah. then he also enters the fight at the end. Yeah, he so that, d- he that, does kind like of the the judges in the gymnastics tournament doesn't get on the pummel horse, right? Yeah, yeah. Go, like, def- let me show you how also, this is done. He's like the judge, except that instead of sitting there quietly, he's going, woo, Russia, go Russia. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. like um, so it's kind of strange. And then on then after like 
because then they win a couple times. Johnny Cage beats Scorpion, and Liu Kang beats Sub-Zero, and Sonya beats Kano. So they're winning a couple times. And then Shang Tsung says, uh-oh, time for Goro. So then Goro just shows up and then just beats up a bunch of people. Like, he, there's a montage of him winning, like, 15 fights mm-hmm. by just knocking out dudes. And yeah, I, I don't know what that means. It's just dudes means. being like, thrown to the ground, if I recall. And then, yeah. it, and then it gets to Johnny Cage's turn. Well, but then Johnny Cage says, I'm going to fight him. Johnny Cage basically like decides, I'm going to fight him. And so then <laughs> he punches him in the nuts and runs away. <laughs> like their yeah. fight is he punches him in the nuts and then runs away. And then at some point, Goro falls off a cliff. And it's like, yeah. it's like, it's like Earthrealm wins. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then Shang Tsung goes, this is bullshit. I'm kidnapping Sonya. Forget this. And then he mm-hmm. leaves. So that way they have to go into the other realm to get her back. And at this point, the tournament is completely, it, it doesn't matter anymore. Mm-hmm. Like the tournament is just at this point, right? forfeit, yeah. but it's unclear to which side or the other. And then Liu Kang ends up fighting Shang Tsung, defeating him, which resolves his arc, but it's unclear what that means for the tournament itself. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, they all return back to Liu Kang's home, his monastery or whatever, where his... Liu Kang, Liu Kang's home is in a ventilation shaft somewhere because he has a bedroom that's right next to an industrial fan. Mm -hmm. But whatever place where his brother trained... um, uh, he returns somewhere there. in Thailand with a green screen behind it. Yeah, yeah. And they're all celebratory and they're happy because Earthrealm won. Mm-hmm. But then Shao Kahn shows up at the end and he goes, no. <laughs> and then, yeah, I mean, we don't have to count like Mortal Kombat Annihilation is canon necessarily. Right. But if you do, they just decide no. And then they do whatever they were going to do anyway. So it's right. unclear. Yeah. So the tournament. Yeah. And it, it begs the question, too. If they, if Earthrealm has lost nine times mm-hmm. and the cream of the crop in this 10th tournament defeats two of the supernatural warriors, one with an ice bucket or sorry, a, mm-hmm. a, a bucket full of water that he just kind of throws at him. And then, mm-hmm. an, then he punches the other one in the nuts and pushes him off a cliff. Yeah. What were those guys doing? Like, do you think they what just, what were they doing? That were they like, just kind of half buzzed? Like they treated it like a fishing trip. I have but, no idea. Yeah. Or or maybe, yeah, the rules never really made any sense because they were just going to just invade anyway because that's they seem to just say kind of fuck it at the end, right? Yeah, yeah, they just say fuck it. So well, that's that. There's stuff like right. that. There's, I'm very great. The, the practical, the costuming is great. The casting is really perfect for that whole movie. Mm-hmm. There is no other version of Shang Tsung and that is actually now the guy that portrays Shang Tsung in the video games. The the one of my favorite stories is is the story of Kano who's supposed to be uh like <laughs> um, an American born in China, right? Mm-hmm. So and then he forms this evil group or whatever and he has this metal eye. But in the movie they cast a British guy but he's the toughest British guy on the planet. So naturally people assume Americans assumed he couldn't be British. And like Adam, you and I both thought he was Australian. He's doing a Cockney accent, a very Cockney accent, but it's the toughest, like 
It's not like chimney sweep, like you know. It's like right. It, is it here to yeah. here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. And and so it's he sounds like a tough guy. So we assumed well, couldn't be British. And uh, and so everyone thought he was Australian. Like that was like a phenomenon. Everyone thought that Kano was Australian. Mm-hmm. And now if you play the game, they've retconned it. So he is. <laughs> Which so now in no the game, sense. it's an Aus- he he Kano is from Australia, and he's his voice actor does an Aust- I don't know if he is mm. an Australian or not, but he does an Australian accent because right. they it's just like this. So there's you can't discount the influence that the movie had over the game, which already had a lot of identity at the time of its you know release too. That's, so that that's where I think I wanted to kind of end it on that thought is that with the recent release of the movie or sorry, the game and it sort of Mm -hmm. ties back to the movie. You, Mm -hmm. you don't see Nintendo thrown in clips of Bob Hotz, Hotskins and uh, John (laughs) Leguizamo with rocket boots Mm -hmm. flying Mm -hmm. around in this uh, cyberpunk dystopian world when promoting, you know, the DLC for Mario maker Two. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a testament to the power of the movie that it was able to re-influence the game in a lot of ways. Yeah. And I also think part of it too is probably because, you know, um uh Netherrealm and Ed Boon, like they made Mortal Kombat the game based on movies, right? And mm-hmm. like Hong Kong action movies and stuff like that. So like it it already had this influence that it's funny how the movie of the game influ- re-influenced the game again. Yeah, uh, and, and I think it makes it. I think the final result is better. Personally, I, I know they are making that new Mortal Kombat movie, but I don't think they could make it cooler than RoboCop fighting Terminator. Oh uh, my god! Yeah, that was. Uh, you sent me that video, and I was. Uh, mm-hmm. I was like, "That's that's cool. They did that. We'll never see that in a movie, probably." Yeah. But the graphics in like the Unreal Engine looks so good now that it is kind of like watching a movie. <laughs> Well, uh, if you play the games, if you play the games, they have some of the best story modes, some of the best single player experiences in not just fighting games, but all, in all games, mm-hmm. super gratifying stories, really compelling writing and acting. And and sometimes when I, you know, that and Injustice, when I play through those games, I'm like, oh, it's a, you can play just you do the fight. Like, mm-hmm. I don't need to I don't need to win one round. Right now yeah. is Raiden, just so that way we can get the next cutscene. I'll just watch this. Can mm-hmm. I just watch this? Um, it, so it, we've we've come a long way from Shallon monks, or we've degraded. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. it's uh, anyone's anyone's answer on that one. But we uh, we've reached the end of the show today, uh, James. I want to mm. thank you for being on today, and um, thank you all of our our sleuths out there in the field. They're they're going to be bringing back. Some really good stories, uh, or, the, in the or that weeks. we shot on site, or that most, we shot on site for sure. The, uh, most of those places are like guarded by Scientologists, and they they do not like you. No, I mean, no, no. as people, They'll kill you. No, it's and no one's gonna do anything. That that dude's wife's yeah. been missing for a while, so I don't know what we're gonna do yeah. about that. But all the hottest news unrelated to Scientology here on Filmhouse. Mm-hmm. Thanks for watching or listening, or however you choose to get your podcast. If you enjoy the show. Don't tell anyone. This is our secret. And if I find out you shared this, I'm going to come to your fucking house and we're going to have a talk. We're going to get you. 
We're going to get you. Do not. Right? Do not. This is the only podcast you cannot don't, talk about. Do not don't, tell anyone. Don't hit the like. Hey, don't like this. No. Don't dislike it either, but don't like it. No. If we and, see, YouTube tells us, mm-hmm. okay, if you're watching on YouTube, you're listening through YouTube. We can hear you. It tells us if who likes what, and yeah. it gives us your home address, even if you didn't put it in. It uses IPs. So don't if you don't, don't do this isn't and this isn't engage. some fight club reverse psychology bullshit no where no. You, like i go don't tell anyone and you nod at your friend no uh don't don't do tell it. anyone don't and do the it. the view count will reflect on that we'll get you <laughs> <laughs> all right you want to <laughs> collapsing <laughs>